devoted listeners. Welcome to another episode of History Creeps. My name is Carter Johnson, and with me is a gentleman who I can only describe as Gildenstern to my Rosencrantz, Johnny Townsend. Thank you uh, for having me. It's a pleasure to be on, be a guest on this show. Thanks. <laughs> and another gentleman who he's kind of my Gary Oldman, Chris Chavez. Is this thing on? <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, I'm happy to be here. You're happy to be a Gary Oldman because that's a great. That's a gr- uh, that's yeah. Uh, Gary Oldman's awesome. He is right. A, He's uh just, he's an old man, that's for sure. I was just watching The Professional the other day, and you know that's an underrated is Gary he, Oldman. Is movie, he on so. that? Yeah, you never seen Professional, Chris? <laughs> yeah, man. I'm Come just, on, I'm just messing with you, dude. How's it going, man? I feel like we haven't talked to you in eight years. I know. I don't know why it's, eight. It, because October was nuts for us, probably. Dude, October was like the craziest of months. I was I was wrangling Georgie's balloons and man it was mm. didn't was it you somebody I saw post that I'm all, it was you somebody was messing with your Halloween decorations yeah somebody That's was uh, unfortunately I feel like it happens to you a lot it does man <laughs> it does what kind of neighborhood do you live in <laughs> I you know what I I ran over dog poop with the the lawnmower today, so I live in that kind of neighborhood where people Uh, just let their dogs crap in your yard and don't clean it up. Oh, that's the worst. Uh, That's the worst. I have two dogs, and I am a responsible dog owner, so I'm very much against that as well. I can't stand that. And, yeah, so uh, it was an interesting uh, Halloween, (laughs) to say the least. Did you take Leia out? We did not, but we put her. We put her in a costume. She was she was Tinker Bean. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well, I dude, I bought her. Like, check this out, guys. I bought her two Star Wars costumes like three weeks after she was born. You know, full well knowing, okay, she she can't wear these for a couple of years. We keep trying them, and like every year, she you know she's fit it a little bit more and a little bit more. So. I'm like, all right, next year you're gonna fit the Jin Erso costume. <laughs> all right, next next year is our year. <laughs> I think you're gonna have a lot of fun, uh, you and her, like for each Halloween we can do dressing up as new stuff. Oh, yeah, fun. man, I got this great idea to modify one of those old Kenner proton packs for her, like make <laughs> it make it look like an actual proton pack from the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, nice. and uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, I got oh Carter reminds me this is completely unhistory creeps related whatsoever, but uh, uh, were you aware of the it's either Super Nintendo or Nintendo, but a Japanese version, the Famicom version of the Ghostbusters two game? Yes, I want it so bad because it's, it's way very more awesome. Very, yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. It's uh, so just, much more awesome. Yes, it's what we des- what we should have got. Yeah, the Ghostbusters 2 NES game is not good, but new Ghostbusters 2 apparently is where it's at. I've yeah, never it's played amazing. that. What's that, Chris? I've never played it. Oh, it's it's so good. It it's almost it really reminds me of of um what's that? What's that movie about the that game about the neighbors? 
Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Like, it's kind of in that style. Oh, okay. Uh, but, like, the Ghostbusters it's are little sprites like that, and they run around uh, to in different levels. It follows the movie pretty closely. Nice. And uh, it's two that you get to pick two of the Ghostbusters and run off busting some ghosts. Sweet. So it's a lot better. Uh, sorry for the side tangent there. Oh, dude, you're you're good, man. I want to play that so bad. I've only ever seen the walkthroughs on YouTube. Carter's yes, like it's... the more Ghostbusters talk, the better. Yes. <laughs> you could never apologize for going on a side tangent when it comes to Ghostbusters. No, no. That's right. Uh, go listen to Retro Bliss, my uh, video game podcast. <laughs> you should you should do the uh, Sega one. The Sega go. Have you done that one? We've done the Nintendo, the original, the very first one. Yeah. Actually, we did it for the, uh, was it? No, it was for the, uh, what was the Sega system before the Genesis? They had a system before that. Master System. Yes, it was for that. We did that one. Uh, but we haven't done any others besides that when it comes to oh, Ghostbusters. There, there's the one on Genesis, and there's an extreme, there's a real Ghostbusters and an extreme Ghostbusters for Game Boy. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I really want, I'm going to have to play those for sure. But uh, I missed the arcade one, man. You remember the arcade real Ghostbusters? That game was awesome. What I loved about the uh, the original one game is like it's way more about doing math than doing anything else. <laughs> as weird as it is. Yeah. It's a weird math lesson. Yeah. Uh, but this is history, creeps. Uh, guys, uh, are we ready to get creepy? I'm ready. I'm I'm a little scared of what Chris is going to hit us with. But <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm, so here I think, I'm here with you guys in the clubhouse, and this is a safe space. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's time for some current creeps. Yes, yes, current creeps. Okay, so I have a creepy story that I saw here, um, and I know why you're worried, but don't be worried. It's not that bad. Uh, here's the headlines. Young girl receives creepy messages on electronic watch. This was uh, November 11th, uh, today, as a matter of fact, this posted. Tiffany Burney bought a pink electronic watch for her daughter that also serves as a location and contact device that lets her call the young girl. If she doesn't answer within 10 seconds, it automatically answers so I can hear the background just to make sure everything is okay, Burney explained. But on her way to school Thursday, 7-year-old McKenna said the watch started playing messages from voices she had never heard before. It just started going, and I got kind of creeped out, the girl said. So McKenna called her mom to let her know what was going on. I was like, oh, she's overreacting. My oldest has her spooked about something. Then she played it and was telling me about it, and I was like, that's legit, Bernie said. The mother said the device was playing strange, luring messages from a man and what sounded like a young girl. It said, quote, I just want to play. Don't tell your daddy. Just step into the car. Bernie recalled, I can still hear the gentleman's voice in my head right now. The step in the car part sounded like a girl. Bernie says she's not sure if it was an interception or interference or if someone was able to hack into the device, but she told CNN, uh, a CNN affiliate, the name of McKenna's best friend and neighbor was mentioned multiple times in the message. Uh, oh, that's even creepier. Yeah, yep. uh, they reached out to the to the maker of the watch, and they were told issues could be with an accompanying accompanying mobile app. But the company said it wasn't sure how an unauthorized party could contact the device. That's all. That's that's all there is on that that article. But isn't that creepy, dude? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like that's terrifying. Up. What? 
And so now, like, think about that. Like, there's, they are, there is that kind of uh, technology now where they can have these devices for your their young children. Uh, think about that, Carter. You know, Leia gets to eight, nine, ten, and she's gonna want to be going to the mall and seeing and with things with her friends. There's get, there's gonna be technology where it'll help you keep tabs on her GPS, where you can see on your phone an app. You know what I mean? And things yep. like this, a, a watch that literally, when you call, if she does not answer it within tw- ten. 20 seconds it turns on so you can hear where she's at and what's going on um but that also opens it up to uh you know predators people who know how to hack and and you know uh, uh trick you through i mean people have been trying been tricking little kids for you know decades when when these kids go missing and and, and kidnapped um this is just another it's, it's kind of scary how much more like infiltrating this is you know what i mean oh very that's much. what i was gonna say was that it like almost sounds like somebody hacked the the watch you know but like hacked it in a like a general sense of like i'm not targeting this specific person i'm just trying to hack a you know any device in the area but you're that hacking it and saying, uh, don't be, don't, don't, t- we just want to play. Don't tell your daddy, get in the car. You know what I mean? I, I would be, yeah. more, I would be more concerned by the fact that, uh, either this is somebody who knows them or it's somebody who's been listening in since they know like her best friend's name. Yeah, exactly. That's so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That's messed up, man. So there you go. There's I, my I'd be cre- getting rid of a watch. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yes! Quick, that watch be gone. That's gonna be a new, the new uh, horror movie right there is gonna come off of a premise that follows that story. Yes, yes, uh, that's creepy. What you got, well, Johnny? I got one. This is from CBSNews.com. It's from a bunch of different sites as well, but this is just the one I'm reading off of. The headline states: Harvard scientists say interstellar object may be a probe sent by quote unquote alien civilization. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, A pair of Harvard scientists say a massive, fast-moving visitor to our solar system may have been a probe sent by alien, sent by an alien civilization. Uh, most astronomers believe, I'm not going to pronounce this right because it's Hawaiian for messenger or scout, the name of the probe, is a comet or an asteroid except a, mile, a half a mile long. But there are things about its behavior they can't quite explain. Uh, answer two Harvard scientists with an idea even they admit is a little out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> reports CBS News correspondent Tony uh, Docupul. Docupul? Uh, just get, get a normal last name, Tony. Uh, when uh, Oma, Omamwa, <laughs> that's what we're going to call it. Uh, I'm sure that's dead on pronunciation, uh, was discovered last October, it was tumbling past the sun at 196,000 miles per hour. To some, the reddish object looked like a cigar. Others thought it was a shape like a pancake. I don't know why I said it like I was Italian. Shape like a pancake. Uh, it looks very different from objects that we have found in the solar system, uh, said A.B. Loeb, chair of the Harvard University Astronomy Department. Loeb said, Ow, wow, wow, uh, did not behave like an ordinary asteroid or give off gas like a comet. They're quote unquote, and this is quoting here. And there seemed to be an extra force that is pushing it, and it's not clear what this pushes from. He added, in an upcoming paper, he and colleague he and a colleague offer what they call a quote unquote more exotic scenario. It may be a fully operational probe sent intentionally to Earth uh, by an alien civilization. 
According to their calculations, it is less than a millimeter thin, but very wide like a sail, harnessing solar radiation to propel itself, similar to the spaceship used by Count Dooku in the Star Wars films. Whoa. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the basis of the whole story. I'm not going to read the rest of this, but yeah. Uh, that's that's wild. That's I mean, actually really Har- cool. These are Harvard scientists. Yeah. That's freaky, man. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's uh, some weird, wild stuff, as they say. That is, that is. You want to hear some weird, wild stuff? I have a creepy, uh, a current creep update. Yes, please. Yes, please. Let's do that. Virginia candidate called the Bigfoot erotica devotee wins congressional race. We talked about this a few months ago. <laughs> uh, this guy was running for uh, a congressional seat uh, in Denver, and his opponent accused him of uh, being a, a, a huge devotee to Bigfoot erotica. If you remember, the uh, it was something about he posted on, she posted online a picture, one of his pictures from Instagram, and it was uh, Bigfoot, remember, and the uh, censored yeah. bar, uh, yeah. the strategically placed large censored bar. Uh, anyway, so th- apparently this past Tuesday on Election Day, this guy ended up getting enough votes to win that seat. So now we have a congressman who is totally into Bigfoot porn. He's totally into the Sascooch. <laughs> that's uh We're that's, done. We're done. That's quite a way of, done. of putting it, Johnny. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, I'm just sitting trying to think of what great uh Bigfoot term I could I could flip like that. But uh, this also, guys, this if we really think about it, this election just based on this story alone is the real reason why we have hope in this country now. (laughs) (laughs) Even this guy who spends his free time, and this is just me assuming, uh, spends all his free time just studying uh, not only Bigfoot, but the pornography of said Bigfoot, uh, that he can win an election. Uh, Yeah, uh, this is a great country. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yes. And or, it also proves Rule 34 of the internet. Yep, uh, it sure does. Uh, I mean, so yeah. Uh, so uh, this also says to me that um, no matter how weird you may have of uh, what you're into, uh, sometimes people can look past it. How do you think the person that uh, the uh, she had a weird name too, didn't she? Because I thought we were laughing at that. Oh, lady. yeah, I can't remember what it was now, and I closed out. Whoever, yeah, the person who brought up the story because she was running against him. Uh, like, how do you... Wasn't her name Cockburn? I think that's right. <laughs> Is that it? Yes. yes. <laughs> Co- Cockburn and the Sascooch. Yep, um, there we go. <laughs> that's, I, I would watch that show. Dude, I was just going to say, you probably just came up with the next Bigfoot porn movie. That's a Bigfoot buddy cop like, film. Yeah, uh, I'm all for that. Yeah, uh, but how do you think it feels to be her? Like she brings this up, thinking, "Yeah, this is good. There's no way this guy's getting elected after this," and she loses. Yeah, what do you think breakfast? The breakfast table was like that morning. Like they're just kind of looking at each other, like really. The kids are the kids are like mom lost to the sass cooch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's gotta be. I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel if I lost to the sass cooch. I don't know if I'd feel great at all. It'd take me a while to get over that, I think. 
But hey, uh, power to him. All power to him. Enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah, as long as he's not bringing it to the office. Yeah, exactly. Or to the Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, they don't need that out there. They're trying. <laughs> what kind of country do we live in where that's like brought up in a, you know, in a, like, that's literally the worst thing that you could come up with about this guy. <laughs> like, maybe that's why he won, you know, because people were like, oh, gee, big, so he, so he watches Bigfoot porn. And that's the best you could come up with. Yes. Do you like, see who our president it? is? Yeah. Does, does, he, does he use drugs? Does he, you know, does he have any any child molestation convictions or anything? The best you could come up with is that he watches Bigfoot porn. Yeah, as long as he's not watching in the office, uh, we don't care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We don't care. But now they better put some uh, some strict internet stuff on his computer, though. For the one at the one at the <laughs> office. At the, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, at the office. At his home, watch whatever. Uh, Floats, floats your uh, Bigfoot there, but no, you know whatever gets your Yeti off. Just, just make sure you cover that camera. Yeah, <laughs> man. So there you now, go. So what's our actual story about today? Guys? Our our actual story today is uh, something that I I've been kind of wanting to cover, but the more and more of these we do, it it seems like we should because um. Whenever we bring up UFOs and, and alien abductions and even UFO sightings and things like that, one of the things that the three of us tend to focus on is the witnesses and the credibility of those witnesses. Um, you know, for example, when we talk about airline pilots, you know, sighting UFOs, the three of us are a little bit more inclined to believe a report like that because of who the person is doing the reporting. Right. Exactly. Um, so, so this particular fellow is a guy named John Mack. Um, our listeners may or may not be familiar with him. He's he's kind of like a minor celebrity in certain circles. Um, this is a guy who I think fits to a T uh, our expectations of someone uh, investigating this or reporting this. Um, this man uh, received a medical degree from Harvard Medical School in 1955. He graduated cum laude uh, from Harvard Medical School. He's a graduate of the Boston Psychoanalytic Analytic Society, sorry about that, and Institute, uh, and he was a certified uh, psychoanalyst. Um, this... This is like that right there. I'm like, okay, yeah, he went to Harvard Medical School. Okay, I'd I'd probably tend to believe this guy. Um, during the 1990s, um, John Mack became, you could say, interested uh, in the UFO abduction, the alien abduction phenomena, and he commenced a study of 200 individuals, men and women, who had reported uh, alien abduction experiences or encounters and this guy kind of tried to look at it through a prism of not trying to prove that yes they are being abducted by aliens but looking at it from the standpoint of these people have been through something traumatic what is it if if your hypothesis is that it's not alien abduction then what 
what was it? Because I'm a shrink, and I can tell you that these people are suffering trauma. So if it's not this, then what is it? Um, when he initially started the study, he, he assumed uh, that a lot of these people were suffering from some kind of mental illness. And, you know, in the 1990s, I mean, you guys remember, that was when mental illness started to get to the forefront of a lot of things. Um, I had a lot of friends that got diagnosed with psychiatric disorders when we were teenagers in the 1990s. Um, but what he found when he uh, uh, analyzed these people, psychoanalyzed these people, was that he, he wasn't seeing any signs uh, of mental illness presenting themselves. And to him, that, that made him more interested because it went back to what I was saying earlier of, okay, so it's not mental illness, so what is it? Um, and he was actually encouraged to, to study this phenomenon, even though at the time the academic community, community kind of looked at it as like junk science or, you know, not even really worth their time. You, you could almost think of this guy as the Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, the thing, the thing that he's studying is one of those things that, that most of the people, most of his peers would be like, whatever, dude, why are you, this is a waste of time. Why are you even doing this? Yeah. Um, the, kind of related to this, this is reminding me, uh, on another podcast, I believe it was the last podcast on the left, I think something like that. But, uh, one of the things I said was, uh, if you're, if you're just like a normal person, and you're just out somewhere doing whatever about your day, and then you witness something out of the ordinary. Uh, like, let's say you see a UFO. We'll just use this as an example since it's what we're talking about. And you legit saw this UFO. No matter what, when you tell people, they're going to assume uh, that something's off with you mentally. Yeah. Or yeah, that you were drinking or what? Yeah. 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 So this to me is already fascinating that this guy seems to be taking this from a, uh, per, I guess, professional point of view and trying to, instead of just saying these people are quote unquote nuts, he's actually going to say, well, what's really actually going on here? Yeah. If it's some, if it's something clinical like that, what is it? Yeah. Yes. You know, if, if, if it's, if it's mental illness, what is it? If it's, uh, you know, some kind of alcoholism or something you know okay i need to see some kind of evidence of that right and what one of the things that he seems to have found during this time when he was performing this study was that he couldn't say for certain i believe these people have been abducted by aliens and that something you know, some sort of medical examination or whatever has been performed on them. Um, what he does say is that something is happening here. And if I can't find a clinical diagnosis for a mental illness, if I can't find any evidence of some kind of disorder or something, or even uh, evidence that these people hallucinated, then what is happening here? Right. Because, like I said before, what he found was that a lot th these people were presenting signs of post-traumatic stress, but he couldn't find a stressful event that would cause this other than what they say they experienced. 
So when it's like when you see something like that, you automatically, like you said, Johnny, you try to find some kind of explanation for it that is in your scope, your scope of or your realm of reality. You know, like like you said, if somebody says to you, oh, I saw a UFO, you might be like, yeah, bro, sure you did. What yeah. what have you what have you been smoking on today, man? Let let me have some of that because obviously it's good if you're seeing crap like this. For me, I'd be if see if anybody told me they saw you saw a UFO, I'd be like, seriously, what it looked like? Where were you? What time of day was it? How far yeah. away was it? What was the weather conditions? Was there sound? Like I would be, I would not even question them. That's because we're into this stuff, <laughs> and yeah, and we and we have more of a tendency. To yeah. not discount it offhand, you know, Correct. and want more information. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Literally, one of my best pals. Uh, again, we do retro bliss together. Go listen to that show, uh, Trevor. He uh, he's told me, and I've never ever, and I can go on record saying this. I've never ever felt that he's ever lied to me. And he claims he saw something strange one night when he was a kid, and he even drew a picture of it when he was a kid. So. Uh, but Chris, honestly, we're totally into this stuff. Right. So I'm the same way as you. If, if let's say my buddy Jimbo out there says, Hey man, I saw this, I saw this weird thing last night, this weird craft line in the sky. I want to be like, Oh man, where was it? Did you get a picture? No, I'd be wanting to know all that stuff too. But, uh, you know, there's many, many people out there who would be like, nah, this guy's got something. There's just something off with this rocker here. Well, and and you two guys are are even more skeptical about the stuff than I am. Right, but we still love you it. Know, we... Yeah, no, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, for you two guys, like this would be the kind of guy that you would want to have a conversation with about this stuff, in the sense right. of, okay, well, what you know, what do you think this is? If it's not X, you know, yeah. it, what what else do you think it could be? You know, on a case by case basis. Yeah, it sounds like uh, to me that he, he's open but skeptic, which is a to me a good place to be. Yeah. How many people did yeah. he talk to? Uh the study was about 200 people, so, men and women. Okay, so what was the findings of these stu- these studies? Um a lot of a lot of this stuff is covered in his in his book uh called Abduction, which I've I have actually read. Um and a lot of what he found was that he couldn't say for certain that these people had actually been abducted by aliens. And the reason that he couldn't say that was because he couldn't find any actual um, evidence of any kind of abduction. It was just, you know, their, uh, their word, basically. There was no, um, you know, most of the time there were no other witnesses. Um, a lot of these people had kind of a classic abduction tale, you know, a lonely stretch of highway alone in their home at night on a camping trip, on a fishing trip, you know, things like that where you're alone and isolated on a dark desert highway. Ex- exactly. Cool wind, <laughs> cool wind in my hair. Cool wind in my hair. Um, what, what, what's, what's interesting is that through his research, he found that a lot of people, didn't let this consume their lives. A lot of them turned it around and looked at it as, as almost a spiritual kind of thing instead of looking at it from a negative perspective. So what he found over the course of the study was that most of these people 
became in their own sense sort of enlightened and worked to become better people huh so they were looking at it more from a positive aspect than from a negative aspect yeah um he 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 wondered during his research if the sighting of ufos and the idea of alien abductions wasn't more along the lines of a, a sort what 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 what's called a vision quest you know oh, like what yeah, like, like, like native, in a lot of native american cultures yeah. and stuff like that yeah 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 he he compared it to that in, as almost an alternative uh vision of reality sort of huh. without the use of you know uh drugs or well not drugs but you know peyote or something like that he's he in this book he never came out and said i believe it's this or i don't believe it's this or or what have you um he seems to be a little bit more open but not really wanting to put his finger on one particular cause and when you read the novel you almost wonder if it's because the cases are so different that you can't assign one particular thing to it you know um, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, though, because uh, people are going to have different experiences and stuff. And to exactly. Put one, and to put one blanket, ex, you know, explanation on all of it just seems irresponsible in a way. Yeah. Well, and you can generalize it and say, OK, well, these people experience some kind of trauma. OK, well, what was the trauma? Well, for this person, it might be different than. Right. You know, than this person or, um, you know, is it does it make a difference if you're alone when it happens or if you're you know on that dark desert highway in a car with someone else because there were several stories that were like that too um so you you can't ascribe one particular thing to it but what i found interesting is that this guy john mack uh was actually reviewed by uh the Harvard Medical School uh, about his study that he was doing. And it was the first time in the history of Harvard that a tenured professor like Mac uh, had to go through an investigation like this. It never happened before. And to my, I, I don't know if it's happened since, but I don't think it has. It was like a 10 month or a year long investigation and basically what it boiled down to is they didn't like that he was investigating this particular subject because they deemed it unacademic or unprofessional. Um, and at the end of the day, they basically just were like, OK, we can't find we, you're not doing anything professionally wrong or unethical, so we can't tell you to stop. But. You know, we're watching you. We're watching you. He was censored or censured in the report that this committee that investigated him put out, but they never, the school never took any action or anything against him uh, because of it. So, yeah, but that sounds to me like if they're if they're studying him to see if he uh, for that reason, then aren't they? If they think he's doing it as a waste of time, let's say from their point of view. You know, this is a waste of time because it's not furthering education or, or what have you. Or furthering science or yeah, yeah. or whatever. 
then wouldn't they, using 10 months of their own time, be doing the same thing then by their own definition, wasting their own time? I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, uh, get off your high horse, Harvard. We get it. You're smart. Yeah, let the man <laughs> let the man do his work. Yeah, um, you're better and that's than basically everyone. what they said at the end of the day was that you know he's free to do to study what he wants to study, and we can't tell him not to study this because he's not doing anything technically wrong. Um, so well, there's nothing we can do about it. Um. And now we come to the sad part of this, uh, a part that I'm on the fence about personally. Uh, September 27th, 2004, John Mack was in London uh, to lecture at a conference. And he was walking home alone uh, after having dinner with some friends. And he was hit by a drunk driver. And he died shortly uh, after that, uh, at the scene, as far as I know, that sucks. Uh, the driver was arrested. Um, uh, you know, went to went to jail. Apparently, the family, Max family, asked for leniency against the guy, considering the event to be a tragic coincidence or a tragic accident. Now, me personally, I don't know. That's a little fishy, considering what he was doing, but. Unfortunately, people get killed that way all the time. So, yeah, it does happen, and I would and I would say that if the family, I think it takes incredible strength to me for somebody who's lost someone close to them, because it's because we want to blame something, we want to blame somebody, yeah, for something like that. I mean, it's just the the hurt and the anger is going to be there, yeah, and it's understandable. But I, to me, the fact that that family took that route shows incredible strength. I mean, that's, and you, and you and it, feel like yeah. they're the people that would know. Yeah. You know, if this if there was a chance that this wasn't an accident. Right. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So the fact that they're not pursuing anything is kind of like, OK, well, then maybe it really was yeah. just an a, accident. Just a terrible, sucky situation. Completely yeah. sucky. Yeah. Because because it does happen and it yeah. happens a lot. Sadly. So. Sadly, sadly. Uh, so yeah, that is terrible. that, my my friends, is the tale of John Mack, who is a very very interesting man, and I encourage both of you to go out and pick up his book, Abduction. It's a very good book. It's a very interesting case study about alien abduction, and I guarantee you'll learn something. It's fascinating to me. I always like it when people who try to approach a subject matter like this. Uh, and they don't go into it saying this is not real. And they also don't go into it saying this is definitely real. They want to just see what's happening and if they can try to find a, an explanation for said thing yeah. that's happening. Uh, so I always find that fascinating. This man sounds like he was doing some really good work when it comes to this stuff. Um, yeah, I this I just take how his how his story ended, but but yeah, yeah I, but, yeah. I agree. But he did some good work from the sounds of things. And it's, yeah, it's interesting to think of it that way, too, about a guy who's looking at it from the standpoint of, okay, if 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 this is not true, then what's going on? Yeah. Is there a way for us to find an explanation for this? Yeah, because even if you're the Harvard uppity-ups and you're like, this is, this is a waste of our time, if you're just looking at this logically, there's all these people saying this is happen, happening to them. 
if you don't think that's happening, then obviously something is happening. Uh, you know, why are we not studying that? If you don't think that's what what it is, let's figure out what it is then. Yeah. Yeah. I, exactly. I agree. Yeah. Like, so fascinating man. Very much so. Well, that was interesting for the day. I learned something. What about you guys? I learn something all the time when I'm listening to you two guys. Group hug. <laughs> <laughs> no, we ought to do more like this. We ought to look into more of more about people like this guy because it's important. You know, it's it's better to have an answer than to have a question, even if the answer will disappoint some of us. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's always good to keep. I mean, that's how we. That's how we figure stuff out ultimately is to have different people approach a subject from different uh, from different ways. And by that maybe we'll find true answers. And so, that's a good a good search to be on. The truth is uh, out there. I've heard that before, yeah. That's true. So that's there you true. go then. There's our uh, there's our, uh, our 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 week of history creeps for you guys. That's right. Finally, I know that's what all our fans are saying. <laughs> I know. Finally, yeah, really. We've, we've been we've been slacking. Yeah. I blame myself. Nah, it's just been a crazy month. Traveling, uh, hurricanes, sicknesses. It was an insane month. But we're back on track. We're back at it. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks for all your support, as always. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we're out of here? No, I'm good. A big pile of nope. Alrighty then, we'll shut off the lights, lock the doors, we're out of here. See you guys later, and remember, stay creepy. About to go look for some Sasquatch. <laughs>